everyone, it's Leslie Keith here again with another research update flash briefing. I'm the director of research and president of the board for the Lipedema Project. I like to keep you abreast of the latest research of relevance to lipedema with these flash briefings. Today I have a paper for you that has to do with venous disease and lipedema. I think this is something that comes up a lot with patients with lipedema, so I think you'll find this of interest. The title of the paper is Frequency of Lipedema in Patients Consulting a Vein Clinic for Mild to Moderate Superficial Venous Disorder with Symptoms, a Retrospective Analysis. And this was done by two physicians in France, and they published their paper in the peer-reviewed journal Journal of Vascular Medicine. It came out in April of 2023. So what was the purpose of this study? They really wanted to understand the frequency of lipedema in female patients that came to a vein clinic. And they came to the clinic with chronic leg pain. The authors comment that because lipedema remains largely under-recognized and misdiagnosed, it is important to know how often patients with lipedema are coming to vein clinics. So the methods for the study, this was a retrospective single center study of the files of female patients who came to a private vein clinic in Grenoble, France for chronic leg pain between May, 2020 and May, 2021. So this is what they did. They did a chart review and Specifically, they included people in the study if they were a female patient from, as I said, May to May 2020 to 2021. And ultimately, they ended up with 464 patients included in the study. So what were the diagnoses that these 464 patients had? So... 7.7% of the patients that presented at this vein clinic with leg pain had lipedema. And it was actually more frequent to have lipedema than it was to have lymphedema. Uh, The lymphedema patients were only 3.3% of the sample. So looking in actual numbers, out of the 464 patients, 36 of them had lipedema, 17 had lymphedema, 14 had obesity, and 397 had chronic venous insufficiency only and no other condition. The average age of the patients that were included was 58 years, and the average BMI was 27.8. Interestingly, when you looked at the BMI of these four categories, lipedema, lymphedema, obesity, and chronic venous insufficiency, The patients with lipedema had a BMI of 32, but the patients with obesity had a BMI of 42. The patients that had the lowest BMI was 27. And then that was also very similar when we looked at leg circumferences. The lipedema and lymphedema patients actually had very similar leg circumference sizes, but the patients with obesity had the largest legs And the patients with chronic venous insufficiency had the smallest legs. And then of the patients who had lipedema, so remember that was 36 patients out of the sample, 
let's look at what characteristics they had of lipedema. So 100% had that disproportionate fat distribution to the lower body. 100% had no or limited effect of weight loss on the lower body. And let's see, 100% had no reduction of pain with leg elevation. 100% had proximal thickening of the subcutaneous fat layer. And then some smaller percentages, easily in pain and easily bruised, 64%. Sensitivity to touch and fatigue, 94%. 44% had a cuff sign and 83% had pain with palpation. So the pretty standard characteristics we see with lipedema. When they asked the patients with lipedema, when did the lipedema symptoms start? What was the onset? 47% of them, it started in puberty. So that was the most common. But interestingly, 35%, they had to put them down as unknown. So it since it was a chart review, it must have been that they just did not ask at the time. So it was not in the chart when it started. But of those that answered, we had 47% at puberty and then a much smaller percentage at pregnancy, menopause, and one person had it start with ovarian surgery. What were the comorbidities of these patients? So along with lipedema, what other conditions did they have? Well, 20% of them had varicose veins, 28% high blood pressure, and 14% had diabetes. So what were their conclusions with this study? So the main one was that lipedema is not an uncommon disease in patients consulting for symptoms of venous insufficiency. Vascular specialists need to be made aware of this so that rapid and appropriate referrals for care can be made. Being seen in a vein clinic could be a gateway to getting a proper diagnosis. Common symptoms of lipedema, such as swelling and pain, are also associated with a vascular issue and would prompt a referral to a vein clinic. So increased awareness of lipedema in vein clinics could reduce the time it takes for patients to be correctly diagnosed. But it's challenging to diagnose lipedema. Even with providers who are aware of lipedema, it can be, still be confusing and difficult to diagnose when it presents with other similar conditions such as lymphedema, obesity, and CVI. And the authors also said in their conclusions that there is a need for a clearly defined set of criteria for diagnosis. The authors believe this is mandatory for making an accurate diagnosis, especially when performing research studies. We at Lipedema Project have submitted a paper that will address this need. It will hopefully be published very soon. So what are the limitations of the study? Every study has some limitations. And the limitation that they noted in this paper was that the data was from a single clinic. So it may not be generalizable to the other places, but still very, very important. I really feel like this paper is important for individuals with lipedema because it adds valuable information to the knowledge base for those who already have studied lipedema, but also spreads awareness to healthcare providers who may commonly come into contact with patients with lipedema. This may in turn lead to swifter diagnosis and referral for treatment. 
So I hope you found that interesting that uh, if you want to get a hold of that paper, you will see it in the show notes on how a link to actually look at that paper. But I also want to draw your attention, speaking of cardiovascular disease, venous disease, and stuff like that, at Lipedema Simplified, we have a blood pressure pamphlet, and you may find this very useful. It's something that you can give to your healthcare provider. If you have pain with blood pressure, this may help educate your healthcare provider so they can take better care of you. So it allows you to take control of your health. So check out our blood pressure pamphlet. We'll have a link down here for you to have access to that. Empower yourself with crucial insights into maintaining a healthy blood pressure with our informative pamphlet. Understand the importance of blood pressure management. Gain practical tips for a healthy lifestyle. Take proactive steps towards a vibrant, well-balanced life. And again, monitor your blood pressure health, hopefully with a lot less pain. So check out this pamphlet. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you haven't already subscribed to our daily flash briefings of tips, tools, and research about lipedema, you can subscribe at Apple, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, or at this website, lipedema-simplified.org slash flash, where you'll find an archive of all of our flash briefings. You can now also follow Living Well with Lipedema on Amazon Music and get new episodes when they become available. Thanks for listening. And I hope you'll join us again next time for another research update flash briefing.